Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the Mom Hour. Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm great, Megan. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, as you can tell, I'm a little hoarse because I had family here all last week and uh, I talked to myself out of a voice. Uh, so it was a good holiday. Um, that is the sign of a good yeah. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the nice thing is this week we're talking about um, health and kind of taking care of ourselves as moms mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things, which I definitely could use some inspiration in that regard after a very indulgent and lazy holiday. Yeah, I think it's a time of year, whether it's like in the form of actual resolutions or just yearning to get back to kind of routine. I think it's a time where we're thinking about that for sure. Well, let's turn it over to you for a second because I know you've got some things that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, I just kind of wanted to, number one, um, I just have my spidey sense is telling me we've got some new listeners coming on in the new year. I know people are getting back to routines and that even listening to podcasts is kind of a part of some people's, you know resolutions or new things that they're trying to introduce. So um, welcome new listeners. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. Um, You can find all our episodes at themomhour.com and you'll get to know us today and we hope you'll come back for many more. Um, And for our longtime listeners, happy new year. Um, We did kind of want to talk about what we did uh, with the podcast at the end of the year and see how everybody felt about that. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we did a series of mini episodes the week of Christmas where Megan and I each read aloud some of our favorite essays on holiday topics. So it was very different. We did one a day. They were short and it was us reading our own writing. So yeah, Megan, what do you think? Did, did you get any feedback? Did you listen to yourself? I listened to partly to one of them just to make sure I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> I have this weird thing about listening to myself talk. I don't like the sound of I know, my own I voice. Think a lot of people, Isn't that funny? I yeah. think a lot of people. It doesn't sound the way. And I've gotten better about that just because I've had to listen to so many podcasts where right. I'm talking, but it's different when it's just me talking the whole time. Um, 
I had a lot of fun recording them. I think we would maybe do it a little bit differently next time in that I didn't relish having to deal with all the publishing and stuff on the holiday, which we didn't really think about ahead of time. We just didn't plan ahead enough <laughs> to have it all done. each other on Christmas Eve, like... <clears throat> Uh, yeah. I've had a glass of wine. Do you still need me to write up the right. show notes? <laughs> yeah, I know. So we could yeah. probably be a little more organized about that this year. We, we just we got it a, a little late. Um, but actually, I thought it was really fun, and it seems like people enjoyed it, but nobody really commented. So I'm curious. Yeah, I probably just because it was a holiday and there wasn't that much to say yeah. about a three minute. And if you guys you know, did listen and have any feedback, actually, my husband Brian had a good point. He's like, it would have been really fun to have you guys introduce or um, conclude each other's with oh. just a little like what you thought of each other's essay or here's why I like this piece. And again, that goes back to, we probably could have been a little more coordinated about it. Well, you know, it was the holiday and part of it was we were trying to make it easier on ourselves by not having a full length episode. Right. Um, right. And, and it was nice to not have to put aside an hour or find an hour in that crazy right. season to record. But then even recording little, little short things then required a lot of moving parts and pieces. And right. it was fun. I, I would love it to hear what fun. other people thought and yeah, maybe we'd consider that. doing something similar in the future, but yeah. If you if you guys like, it's all about what you guys want. Yes, what you tell you us want. what you want, dear listeners. Yes. Um, so yeah, and welcome on board, new pod, new pe- people who are new to podcasts, which I feel like is a growing audience all the time. If you feel like you don't know how to get a podcast on your phone, or you don't even know what a podcast is, and you just are listening to us in the air, you're not alone. I feel like people are still kind of figuring this out, and it's a really fun space, and we're glad to be in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so today we're going to talk about, um, in general, taking care of ourselves, our health, kind of self-care as moms, which is like a ginormous topic, but as usual, we'll just do what we do and leave off with more things to think about, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm curious, Sarah, are you... Are you a resolution kind of person? I feel like we've talked about this before and yeah. I can't remember where you stand. I am not. I didn't think so. And and you aren't either. And I actually was thinking about this with our with our different personalities, kind of how it's interesting that neither of us are resolution well, makers. We're both a little I, bit contrarian, don't you think? We are, but I think it kind of comes from different like different yeah. places. Like, well, I'm not gonna analyze you, but I know for me, I'm like such a detailed person that I tend to think through all the steps of something. Right. And I stop myself often with like quote unquote resolutions because I can either, I can see the unraveling or I don't want to start something that I can't follow through or I sort of like poo poo the whole idea because X, Y, Z. Whereas I feel like you come from it maybe more of like from the rebel, you've called yourself a rebel. Like once someone gives you some, like a list of things to do, you immediately want to just reject it. Right. Whereas my, I'm pretty much of a rule follower. Mine comes more from like being afraid like of disabled. setting a rule. Yeah. Like I yeah. get disabled by thinking it needs to be a whole project plan instead yeah. of just a simple resolution. So I don't know, you and I maybe are different, but I feel like neither of us is official resolution makers. No, I doesn't mean we don't like go in with fresh intentions. It, that's exactly how I feel. And, and then yeah. I have made resolutions in the past. It's but like I do rebel against, as soon as I tell myself even I'm going to do something, that's when I tend to start not wanting to do it right. anymore, um, especially if it's not for the right reasons. Like if I'm right. only saying I'm going to do something because it's January 1st, right. the chances that I'll fall through are not high. Well, like, and do you ever, I also do the thing where January 1st, you're still in kind of holiday mode. Oh, and right. And I think, well, if I didn't write in my journal that day, like it's already over. So uh-huh. why start? <laughs> right. Know, like, no, totally get it. Today is January 4th. Today's like the real beginning of the new year. I feel like we're recording this on the Monday. Which feels like the real 
like start to it do- oh absolutely this so, did, this last few days did not count as anything, I give you all as anything regarding on a, January like a first 5th day. when this airs to call today <laughs> the first day right um, so I did make one okay so I have one this is not related to health or self-care but this is a very concrete resolution and I'll say it out loud that I want to um be better about contacting my grandma who's 87 and in good health, but still, um, like once a week, an email, a card, a snail mail, a phone call. She even gets texts. Like I have no excuse. I could text her a picture of the kid. So that's a concrete one. And it's just very doable. Like just yeah, contact totally. grandma more. You all out there, if you have grandmas, contact them more. I should, you know what? That's a really good one. I should do the same thing. Okay. Um, but that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing is I think for me, the reason you know, this, this day, which for us is, you know, the real new year is the day your kids go back yeah. to school or life gets back to normal or, or yeah. whatever that looks like in your household. Um, for me, part of it is because my energy, because we've talked about our natural, like energy levels and how our, how the flow kind of works mm-hmm. for us personally. And for me, you know, I'm one of those like work hard, play hard, rest hard mm-hmm. kind of people. And for me, like the holiday, the two weeks of absolute sloth represents a huge, like decline that now I feel really motivated to pull myself out of. So this is a time of year I tend to focus on health just because I have not been very healthy over the last couple of weeks. So let's talk about that. Like, what does that look like for you? I mean, whether or not you're doing a, Mm -hmm. you know, a resolution or just coming at this with fresh intentions and whether or not you write to your grandma about it. Hey, maybe that, maybe you could, that could be part of it. You could write to your grandma about your exercise program or something. Yes. Intertwine (laughs) it all. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I've shared on the podcast before that I didn't work out in any official capacity for like a decade after I stopped, um, dancing professionally and dance was like both my exercise and my job and my art and everything. And then I kind of half-heartedly went to the gym for a few years before kids, but never really. And then did not really do any working out except lugging around babies and toddlers for like seven years. And then about, I don't know, six, nine months ago, we joined a gym and I just started walking on the treadmill, sometimes lifting a few weights. You know, I've done yoga on and off throughout the year, so I know enough yoga poses to know what feels good stretching-wise, although I wasn't like doing a full practice. So. Right. And I set really low expectations for myself when we joined, like basically just show up and go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of that was to get Violet, my youngest, used to the childcare. And I knew that if I went regularly, that I would be better for her. So I, you know, I kind of made the goal to just go as often as possible, even if I wasn't doing a whole lot. And then I kind of feel like I, 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 I did that successfully. I mean, I, I integrated gym into regular part of life, but I still don't feel like I'm working out in a way that's really serving my body. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like a plus for the consistency side and like the, just integrating it back into my routine. And I think it was even in our routines episode, maybe that I shared this, but, um, I just feel like I'm kind of stuck in the place where I could go to more classes. Our gym has great classes, but then it's like, you know, you know how my brain yeah. works, like what time are they? And it, do right. I really, you know, is it like work with drop off and, Um, so I feel like I, I'm ready for a little bit more challenge workout wise, whether I'm challenging myself or going to classes and it just kind of, I just kind of plateaued at that. Like, okay, I feel good. I'm showing up. I'm Mm -hmm. going a few times a week. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. So um, the other thing I will say is over break, I went for a few walks outside. It's been really chilly here in Southern California, chilly for us. So like beautiful, crisp mornings. I think we even had a colder Christmas than you in Michigan. Isn't that amazing? Um, Uh, It's been weird here. And I'd either push Violet in the stroller or go by myself for 30 minutes. And um, yeah, it just has not been something I've ever done is like walking. But it's, hey, go figure. It's really nice to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) Get your heart rate up a little bit. And it's beautiful, you know, if if you're in a place where you could be outside this time of year. So I guess that's where I've come from as far as intentions. I think just staying on the consistency and maybe finding things that are a little bit more where I actually feel like I'm... (laughs) working out in a way that's challenging instead of just patting myself on the back for showing up. Well, you know, I, we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I went through similar to you, like a decade where I really didn't exercise. Um, first of all, you know, just having kid after kid after kid there, I I really had a hard time figuring out how to fit that in my life. And I always had that kid who hated the gym daycare for some reason, you know, the screamer (laughs) that you get called over the intercom that you have to come back. Um, <clears throat> so that was me. And then also, I mean, not to be too vain about it, but from a purely like weight loss or fitting into yeah. your clothes perspective, um, I was breastfeeding huge babies and they were just <laughs> sucking all the calories out of me. Like I was one of those people who really almost couldn't even keep weight on when I was nursing. The glory days. Like I went back to like <laughs> high school size, you know? Yeah. So 
Um, <clears throat> it really just wasn't a thing. I didn't feel great. It wasn't like I was walking around feeling like I had tons of energy and wanted to rule right. the world, which is what exercise really ought to be about. Um, but I was maintaining and I just couldn't figure out a way to fit it in my life. And I will say was as soon as Clara was about old enough where she was okay with the gym daycare, so maybe two, yeah. um, that was when I started doing what sounds like what you're doing now, yeah. where yeah. I would just kind of show up a few days a week. <laughs> I, you know, like I had my routine and that was part of it. Um, and I would go there and I would go the elliptical for like 25 minutes and I just yeah. kind of do some planks and, you know, had this little arm weight routine and it was very not challenging, but you it's know, totally, it really, it's exactly you're <clears throat> describing yeah. my regime, <laughs> <laughs> but it did the trick. Yeah. Um, I always found something really, um, kind of luxurious about using like the gym locker room. Like there was something that felt very, especially when you're home with little kids, I think there's something about going to that grown up space. And knowing there's absolutely no way anyone's going to cry for you when you're in the shower, right. you know, and that kind of yeah. thing. So that was part of the appeal. And just, it was just something I felt like I was doing for myself, even if I wasn't really, you know, killing myself. And then this year, I think was a year I kind of started to realize that's, that was fine. And I could probably maintain, do that for the rest of my life. But I am starting to feel like, um, gosh, my voice is just so shot. Sorry, guys. No, <clears throat> um, I am starting to feel like I'm getting close to 40. My body is changing. If I want to see results and not just mm -hmm. feel okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. probably have to start picking it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I did start doing – oh, and here's the other thing I finally have accepted about myself. And and sometimes you'll see – if you go back through and read my posts uh, at The Happiest Home over the years, I flip-flop a lot because I'll decide something is, like, true for me. And then sometimes I'm like, actually, maybe that wasn't. That was just a phase or that was true then, but it's not now. And, and I, But I think I finally have accepted, like, really truly in my heart of hearts that I will not – ever do a workout tape at home. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be one of those people who works out at home. No. Yeah. I mean, if I had like a full gym in my basement or something, maybe, but I'm never going to be one of those people who pops in like the Jillian Michaels DVD right. in the morning and does it. I just, I don't push myself. Right. If no one's there, I'll just kind of like slack off. I don't, Right. it could be even just going for a walk is leaving the house. And that right. during the summer is one of my things. Like I definitely right. walk a ton during the summer. We have, you know, we live in a beach town. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but for, to not leave the house at all, I might do like a really half-hearted yoga practice. And I think that that totally it counts mm -hmm. for something, sure. but it's not going to be the bread and, you know, the bread and butter or the bones right. of my routine. So I started going to my gym, um, and I tried a bunch of different yoga classes and I tried, I even tried the ones that sounded scary and hard. <laughs> and what I found was when I finally found an instructor who's really, really good, yeah. the hard classes felt easier than the easy yeah. classes. I, I would agree with that. And yoga has such a wide variety <laughs> of approaches that it really is like finding that fit for yeah. you. And I think also, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening, this is something that I've experienced, a lot of times gyms or studios will put their least experienced teachers on the easy classes or the so-called uh, gentle classes. Right. And I think what ends up happening is it turns off new people uh -huh. because you get in there and they don't, you don't get enough instruction. And, and another thing I've noticed big time, this is like one of the biggest things for me. It makes me nuts. And not just in yoga, but any time, any type of guided class mm -hmm. is when the teacher doesn't keep good count. So they'll have you do like, you know, they'll say, just hold this for two more breaths. And yeah. then like five minutes later, yeah. you're still holding no, a, it. A really good teacher is totally able to do that. And you don't even, I mean, to do it, to do it well. Right. And evenly, Without you even noticing. Yeah. yeah. But they'll get sidetracked doing something else and you're dying. And then the right. other side, you only, you really only right. hold it for four breaths. So then you feel like all out of balance right. and stuff. There's really some of the classes I've been going to just really, the teachers just really weren't what I needed them to be. And when I found a couple of classes that had a really good instructor, I never did that thing where I wanted to check the clock all the time 
the time. Right. And there isn't one, which also makes me nuts. But yes. I, it just never <laughs> felt that way. It felt like, you know, I was interested and engaged in, in having a good time from beginning to end, even when I was working hard. I do not like to work hard. Well, I and don't I like you it. bring up a really good point. Um, and if there are people out there who've joined a gym or have some like are trying new things, that sometimes we tell ourselves if we don't like it, there's something wrong with us. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm not working hard enough or I'm just really out of shape or why is everyone else liking this class and I'm not. And I think if you find good teachers or good programs, it is hard but it, you don't have that feeling like, I wish I wasn't here. Right, you know? yes. And it just takes a little bit more trying. I know. And um, ask around because it, word yeah. gets around when an instructor is really good. Yeah, and it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily you if you right. don't like it. I mean, that really there may be a better class out there, that, exactly like you say, Megan, that you'd be working your tail off and really feeling it, but you'd be mostly enjoying it. I mean, you right. still want to cry at some parts, but um, I did find it at one yoga class that I have been going to once a week that, that I feel the same way about. And little things like it's not hot yoga, but she purposely keeps the room just warm. And I hate to be cold, like going back to my yeah. dancing days, like your body just does not work when it's cold. So she keeps it just warm, not the hot mm-hmm. yoga hot, but um, and she also dims the lights, which just takes down that like athletic studio glare yep. of like the mirrors and doesn't I don't need it to be candlelit. I don't need it to be like perfectly serene, but just those two things make a big difference. And like, I go to that class again instead of another class because I like that it's warm and dark. <laughs> right. Right. You never know what's going to appeal, you know, right. to you, um, or what's going to work for you that maybe wouldn't work for another person or, you know, what didn't work for you. Like you said, but you said it a lot better. It's not you. <laughs> no, it's not you. Yeah, it's them. It's not necessarily you. And, and it's, um, easy to give up when you think, well, I just don't, you know, <clears> this isn't working, but yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing is I think it's really okay to just be in that maintenance mode. Like it sounds like where you are right now. Um, you know, there's studies all over the place about the correct amount you have to exercise for health benefits or weight loss benefits or whatever it is you're looking for. Um, but I feel like, you know, anything is better than nothing. And honestly, most people are so sedentary. Like we're just so used to not doing anything that for some of us, it's a big deal just to like, be in constant motion for 25 minutes. Right. Um, and there's so many different schools of thought about it. I just try not to get too caught up in those details because I feel like that just in the end ends up, it ends up kind of, um, thwarting me, you know, my intention might be there, but if I get caught in the, up in the details too much, you know, I agree. And I also think that there's like an inertia factor where when you do say go into this kind of half-ass maintenance mode that we've been talking about, um, just the creating the habit um, can sometimes make you want, like I actually do find myself wanting to then challenge myself a little bit right. more because mm-hmm. I've started the practice of going often enough. Whereas what we do often with resolutions or what some people do is like have the plan all outlined, the 90 day boot camp yes. with all of the schedules. And then when you start to fall off the wagon, it's so easy to tell yourself that story that like, well, I've just, I might as well just give up because I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So it's sort of like ramping up versus ramping yeah. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you know, it's I, funny that you brought that up because I um, was just thinking like one of the things I did when I started to like really get back into yoga and being really serious about it is I just told myself I was not going to really push myself hard in the classes until I had established the routine, the habit. Yes. Then I would start to push myself because if I tried to do both at the same time, right. I would just give up. So like for the first, I'm going to say the first month, maybe two months that I was going to these two classes every week. Um, there's something in yoga for those who don't know called chaturanga. And it's like, it's kind of, it's part of the, um, sun salutation, but it's like when you're on, it's like when you're down and you're in the plank and then you kind of like 
go down into a push up and then you yeah. kind of push up into a sphinx yeah. or you can go into yeah. what's called an upward dog and then into a down dog. So I, you know, you can either drop your knees and do the easy version or you can do a full push up down into it, which is a lot more challenging. Right. And so there'd always come that point where the teacher would always want us to start with the easy one and then build up into the harder one. And every class she'd say, okay, now if you want to move on and do the, the push up, this would be the time to start doing it. And I'm like, nope. And I would yeah. just do the easy, like totally do the easy way every single time. And then when the last class I went to before the holiday, cause I totally fell off the wagon over the holiday. Um, I, I forgot I did the push up and it was super, super easy, yeah. but I think it was easy cause I'd been working my arms for so long and gotten really used to it. You know, if I tried yeah. it in the first class, it would have been torture. Right. So I like that approach, like build the habit, then push yourself. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I think that's. Yeah. So yoga it sounds like is a thing for us both now. It is. And I, I feel the exact same way as I've only found one class a week and it's easy to be like, well, I'm not really doing yoga cause I only go once a week. And then if I skip, but I just, I actually really enjoy going. I really like the teacher. And if that's all I continue to do is once a week and then do my half-assed treadmilling arm thing, the rest of the, I guess, I guess the consistency is still at this point in my life, kind of the biggest goal and then right. finding ways to maybe challenge within that. So have you done any other, like, you know, I know right now, um, the, the bodybuilding weight, uh, with uh, weightlifting classes are really popular at our gym More women are getting into weightlifting, which I have heard is great. Like you don't have to, if you build those muscles, you right. get a lot of, uh, a lot of results for not as much work okay. and not as much time invested, which, so I might do that just because the, I always feel like the gym, the weight area of the gym is like the boys club. Right. And yeah. even though there are a lot of women now kind of melting over into that, they all look so buff, like buff. They look like they're so strong and like they know exactly what they're doing. And I feel like, okay, I'm going to walk into this weight, you know, this weightlifting area and I'm going to be picking up these dorky little baby weights <laughs> And so I feel like I need someone to kind of guide me into that. Yeah. Well, it's a great time. I mean, I, I don't, you're probably at your gym, you're already a member and stuff, but it yeah. is, I know gyms that offer like the one or two off personal training sessions. I've always shied away because they can be so salesy. They want you to yes. buy like 80 packages, but Hey, if it's being offered and all you come away with is a little bit of technique or um, some things you can try on your own. Or even I just think, knowing how to use the machine. Sometimes I'll yeah. walk up and like literally not know what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. With something. So, and I'm not going to go be that, like, just sit there and like fiddle with it. You know, right. I want to at least have an idea of a reasonable amount of weight for me to try to lift, for example. Right. So I don't get myself down to a bench press form. And then I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. You know? And then I just, I just feel like I would look really silly. And I know no, that's I, silly because everyone looks silly. Like no one really knows yes. what they're doing. No. Except and, for that and, one and dude. no one really shouldn't be sitting there and just looking and to right. see if everyone is <laughs> right. doing it, right? If they yeah. are, they need um, better use of their time. <laughs> yes, that's but very I think true. like if we can wrap up working out in January, it's that um where so many people fall short is feeling like they didn't do what they said they were gonna do, so therefore what the heck. You know? Yeah. Whereas you can almost just flip that on its head and say, I'm gonna take baby steps into the new year. I'm gonna acknowledge that January is gray and slow and the kids are gonna get sick and I'm not gonna fall off the wagon. I'm barely gonna be getting on the wagon and then I'm gonna ramp up in, You're just going to be running behind the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can just kind of keep up with it, you know, the wagon. So I don't know. I don't know what the uh, goal setting experts out there would think about our set low expectations for yourself advice, but um, I'm sure there's other people out there like us where that actually can work a little bit better than having yeah. a fully formed plan on January 1st. It's interesting before we leave this topic, Brian, um, who is very consistent about working out these days. 
But he went once over the weekend and then got really back into it. And he goes early. And I, I thought for sure the gym would be packed this morning. You know, this is we're recording this on Monday. It's like the day to get back on yeah. all of your routines. And he said it was dead. And it was dead this weekend when he went too. So I, I think know. everyone is still kind of stunned. That's how I feel. I'm yeah. in my pajamas right now yeah. recording this. Like I, this morning, John and I got up and, you know, got the kids off to school and we were just like, oh my gosh, I just want to, I just have to lay back down. Like I'm not ready. Yeah. It was really good to start, you know, and right. now I can feel like I can see it kind of ahead of me, what's coming and getting that energy back and stuff. But I cannot go from, I can't flip the switch that hard Right. to go from what the debauchery that's been going on around here for the last couple of weeks, just right back into like, and now I'm super motivated and I'm going to go work out. I I think it'll be tomorrow probably before I get to the gym, which is fine. Yeah. So, and you know, one other thing that I will say, um, you know, speaking of working out, I also feel like you can use your body and how it feels as a motivator, which I think sometimes is helpful because it's, you realize how little you really need, like how little movement you need to feel better. So Mm -hmm. for example, my back is killing me right now because I've spent the last two weeks um, not exercising, not going to any classes at all. I didn't have done anything. And I've been sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a weird combination of being in bed longer mm-hmm. and then not moving and not stretching mm-hmm. my body. And I feel like crap. So I can see how, right. you know, how even just having maybe gone to a few classes over the holiday yeah. may have might have helped with that. And right. so maybe next time I won't quite fall off the wagon right. so hard, you know? Well, and I think that's a function of getting just a little bit older. older. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not older like your back hurts, but older in that we want to like respect what our bodies are telling us. Right. Like when you're having a bunch of babies, like what your body is telling you is pretty clear. Like yeah. it has a baby in it or it has milk in it or it's tired from doing one of those things. Right. But like there is a little bit of um, like the next level is paying attention to what things feel like, you know, right. and yeah. actually wanting to work out to help your body feel better and not just to do it. Right. Yep. And not just to possibly fit into those jeans. And I've, you know, I've kind of given up on that idea anyway. For me, that might never be what it's about. Right. Um, I'm probably not going to be the person who is so motivated by exercise that I would work out 10 times as hard just to drop a pant size. I just, right. that's not where I'm at in my life. And I've never been there. If I, I right. wasn't even there in my 20s, you know, I wasn't there in college. Um, but... So for me, what is it? Like, is it the way not, not dropping a size, but they fit the size I'm wearing just fits better? Or is it, um, you know, feeling like my back doesn't hurt when I wake up in the morning or feeling like I can hold that plank or whatever it is. Everybody's motivated by something different. I'm not very competitive. So sometimes I have to look outside of the obvious. Are you competitive? No. That's interesting. If you were one, I thought you might be. I thought maybe that was a thing. Um, I think (laughs) I'm like mentally competitive sometimes. Uh I like to be right. Which mm-hmm. is a form of competition. That's from our yeah. one, from yeah. our number. We're talking about Enneagram. the Enneagram right now, yeah. by the way. Well, we um, should put a link to that in the show notes. But I don't tend to be winning competitive. So okay. I don't know. There's something in there, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, no, I don't have that. I don't have that in me. Yeah. So for where, for a lot of people, like being in a class where you're kind of chat or like even run, you know, running races right. or whatever, where you're putting yourself up against other people is very motivating. And for me, like the last thing in the world I would want to do is train for a 5k. Like I really can't think of anything I'd, I'd want to do less. Well, that's not true. There's something out there I want to do less, but that's, it doesn't even appeal to me. It's never even been one of those things where I'm like, gosh, maybe I would try that. Or that sounds like fun. I'm like, no, that doesn't, right. That doesn't sound like fun at all. So that's okay. We don't all have to do the same. Right. I'm not going to be a CrossFitter. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not me. 
but yoga, I can do that. Uh, that's something yeah. I can live with. I can, I can ride that out until I'm that, that old lady who can stand on her head. So that's There's some I'm... awesome old people in my yoga class. Yeah, too. mine too. And guys and that's very, yeah. to me, that's very motivating. Like looking at someone who's like Agreed. 20 to 30 years older than me, who is in better shape than me and holding poses right. longer than I can. It's not competitive. It's more inspirational. It's like, right. wow, I, I could do that too. It's not just all downhill from here, you know? I agree. So, um, I agree. So what else should we talk about? Like food? I feel like that goes with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I'm ready to get back on the healthy. Yeah. It has been, it was an indulgent break for sure. You know what? I, I got a salad last night and I, as I was cramming the salad, all I wanted was a salad. I just suddenly had that. I get to that point too, where I really crave salads. And other times I would say, like, I'd wake up in the morning and say, gosh, you know, today I really need to eat some vegetables. I really need to eat something green. And then by the time five or six rolled around and I'd already, you know, smashed a plate of cheese and crackers in my face, I was like, <laughs> now I don't even have room for the salad. So, so I'm well, thinking like, you know, what am I, I going to just drink like vegetable broth all week? I don't know yet. I haven't figured that out, but. Well, it starts with shopping. I think <laughs> right. you and I talked about, we have a good episode actually on grocery shopping and meal planning yes. um, that we should link to. Um, Cause I think we probably talked about some of these things there but for me it's actually much more of like the family focus that I mean I Brian and I eat pretty healthy anyway when we're in a good routine but I definitely am motivated with the new year to find some more family friendly meal options where the kids can opt out of things they don't like but we're I'm not short order cooking and you know my picky eater has some choices and so um definitely I'm open to ideas and resources for that because I feel like it's time. Well, you know, one thing I did last year, and I think I'm going to do this more this year. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. 
We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, I had a week, and I think we talked about this, where all I made was soup. Mm-hmm. And I, what I loved about that, it was kind of, for, first of all, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Most soups are very easy to make, yes, especially when you're in that when you're in the routine. Yeah. It's easy to make. It's easy to eat. It's usually pretty easy to clean up. Um, but what I liked about making that my focus for a whole week, and I would even do it for two or three weeks this time, is that it kind of forced me out of my usual like mm-hmm. tomato soup, uh, chicken yeah. noodle. Like I have this certain stew, you know, I have this certain this certain right. things that I always make and that kind of go to. But when you have to make soup every day for five days, right. you start thinking outside the box a little bit, and um, it's so easy to like pack a good soup with vegetables and good stuff and keep it really healthy and still have it taste really good. And, mm-hmm. um, texturally, I feel like the vegetables become less offensive to children. Yeah. When they're in a soup, depending on the kids. Yeah. I preferences. have two of my three are, yeah, I have one just super picky eater right now. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of a mind game, right? Cause you don't want to make everything different. You want to continue to try new things and actually He'll sometimes surprise us at the things that he will eat um, mm-hmm. because he's not averse to strong flavors. He actually really likes like sauces, you know, barbecue sauces and full flavored sauces, but it's it's the separate things. It's like the vegetables or the... So it's not a right. flavor aversion. It's more of like certain things, just mostly vegetables. So yeah, I'm kind of like square one and that's, it's not probably a resolution except the only resolution is to keep trying, I think, because that's all you can, that's all you can do. Clara ate a, in the meantime, continue to feed the rest of us in a normal way. Clara finally ate a a roasted carrot. Same thing. She finally, she's six and a half years old. She finally ate a roasted carrot and was like, wow, that was really good. I mean, this, everybody else in the family loves him and she's been like, no, 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 no. So it'll happen. You know, the not, the not giving up is important. Yeah. Um, now, do you, do you ever try, like, if you have a kid who doesn't like soup, do you ever try giving them, like, a, like a drained version? Um, yeah, we will do that, too. Like And call like, it something else. Construct. Like, yeah. <laughs> basically, I, pull, I will pull, like, we do, like, a chicken sausage soup a lot, and yeah. I'll pull the meat out in chunks and then pull mushrooms or carrots. Most of my kids like those two vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that does work really well. Even pull noodles out. Yeah. And so yeah, just I've, construct what's in there. And it's funny because I'll serve it up to whoever the kid is who doesn't like soup. And it's very obvious right. that they're eating <laughs> right. soup without broth. I'm like, right. oh, no, yours is, you know, chicken and noodles. Right. And it, they don't really care what it's called. They just, they just right. don't want – whatever it is right. that they don't want in it, they right. don't want that. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I might – I might really go there and maybe try, you know, there's a lot of really interesting um, vegetarian soups mm-hmm. that I like that have interesting grains in them that I hardly yes. even ever would think to make yeah. just because it's not on my usual roster. Yep. So I, I think I'm going to go there. Why yeah. not, right? We'll do, yeah. Um, be, we do a lot with like beans and lentils. We just made, because black eyed peas are New Year's Day tradition, yeah. kind of a Southern tradition, mm-hmm. but we've somehow adopted it mostly because you put a lot of bacon in it and we like <laughs> soup, like slow cooked beans and soups. But, um, that is, a, there's great bean, bean and lentils and lots of, you know, vegetarian options for those kinds of chili type soups. Now, what do you think about like, what is your status on greens? Like, I feel like that's something I do not eat enough of, like just turnip yeah. greens and mustard greens. And so I, I see them at the grocery store. I look at them and I think, Oh, what would I do with that? The exception yeah. for me is probably spinach. I do spinach a lot because it's easy yeah. and I, I understand it. 
Yeah, I have one. Um, we I don't like I don't do a lot of interesting things with greens. Brian makes healthy smoothies, so he will put spinach or kale in his. Um, I like I do like salads when I take the time to make a good salad. That's not always, but I'm usually like a romaine person. So yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of ideas for like cooked or interesting ways to do greens. I kind of feel like it's one of those things again, where if we just, we should, we should have a follow-up episode because <laughs> I kind of feel like it's one of those things where if we just did it a couple of times, yeah. like any, like cooking the first time I cooked a whole chicken or whatever, right. I'd say, wow, that was so easy. Why haven't I been doing this all along? And maybe well, that's where the mindset needs to change a little bit because I'm so used to cooking a certain way. Yeah. You know, well, here's, it's way, here's easy. one thing I think is a good way to do it is if you ever buy, I, you know, I'm a Trader Joe's shopper, but wherever you go, if you ever buy a pre-prepared salad, or even if you go to the salad bar somewhere and where there's all the ingredients and put something together really interesting or eat a pre-prepared or at a restaurant, if you order a salad, start with like those kinds of combinations that you've had before yeah. and just try and replicate it. I've made some good salads. We have a, we have a kale salad that works really well. It's kale, quinoa, dried cranberries, feta, almonds, and apples. That's all. Um, and I make a vinaigrette, but, um, that came from eating it somewhere else and being like, Oh, that was really good. I'm just going to try and recreate that. So I think if you can have something to start with, it does help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And salads are another one of those things where I feel like if I put the effort into having the stuff on hand, right. um, making a good dressing, and mm -hmm. then tossing it, it would be great. Like anything I could get in a restaurant, but I just don't do that. Right. And so, you know, and I feel like there was somebody who used to comment on um, the blog all the time who would always be like, the only good salad is a salad someone else makes for you. Yeah. And I swear, I can't remember who it was. It was someone who was a really regular commenter. And I, it's so funny because that's so true. Like I, I've yeah. tried so hard just to like get a bag salad and toss it in a bowl and throw a little ranch on top or whatever. And then I'm like, eh. yeah, it's not terrible. Right. But it's not no, something that I, I it doesn't draw me the, to the fridge and be like, eat me. the assumption that salads should come together easily. Right. When in fact, good salads are, I think, a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so if you just sort of shift your mindset and we'll do Cobb salad as an entree. And I love that because the kids will eat different, again, deconstructed pieces of it, chicken, bacon, hard boiled right. eggs, you know, a vegetable. And well, that's a lot of work. Those are like several is, different oh, it's items. A of, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a full meal. So you have to just treat it like you're cooking a full meal and not, I'm going to throw together a salad. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I've also been, you know, we've talked so many times about roasted vegetables. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm really, because I love them so much, um, I'm really now kind of thinking like of moving toward having several of my meals a week just be vegetable and grain based. And not just for me, mm -hmm. but for the kids too. Yeah. And like just cramming them in. Like, yeah. you know, I only, I don't have a double oven right now. So if I do, you know, a cookie sheet of vegetables, yeah. that's all I have room for. If I'm doing right. meat, I have to keep one shelf open. Right. But if I do two cookie sheets full of vegetables, they absolutely will all get eaten. Everybody yeah. will eat them. And then I can make some kind of grain on the stovetop and yeah. that can be a, that can be dinner. I mean, it doesn't yep. have to be, you know me, I love big old hunks of meat, right. but sometimes the problem with that is not that I think the meat is unhealthy in any way. I don't, but I think it just takes the focus off the vegetables and the vegetables become the side dish. Um, and I think one, if I was going to say it was a resolution, which it's not, but mm -hmm. if it, if I were to make a resolution, which I'm totally not doing, um, one of them might just be to, you know, like double my vegetable consumption. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good one. And buying 
you know, buy, I think you and I are both pretty committed to this, but buying as many of just the whole ingredients of all right. of your meals as possible. It doesn't mean you have to cook a gourmet meal, but just starting with real food and real ingredients right. and then do what you will with it. I think I have such an aversion to waste and things going bad that it's actually a really good strategy for me to buy a whole bunch of produce and fresh, good, healthy things without a meal plan. And I know meal plans serve a different purpose, but because then I will use it because I don't, I really don't like to let stuff go bad. So if right. it's just as simple as roasting it and then throwing it in a bowl with rice and, you know, because it's like, it almost forces me to use it. Now, I don't think everybody's like that. So mm-hmm. it may not be the best strategy, but. Do you make your own, like, do you make your own stocks or do you just use boxed? Uh, I use boxed chicken stock for almost everything. If we do, if we get like a rotisserie chicken, mm-hmm. I'll make stock sometimes. I've never made, I think Brian made vegetable stock once. Um, so, but I have made chicken stock and I, I really like making chicken stock, but it would be one out of every 20 times that I use That's it. how I am. Cause if I wait around until I have, happen to have a chicken on hand to make stock out of, then I yeah. won't make soup because right. just the process of making the stock kind of takes a long time. And you know, like maybe I'll make soup with that same, that right. stock I just made the next day, but I'm not right. going to save it right. in large enough quantities to get right. me. No, through. that's how I am. I look at it as kind of like a fun treat if we've had a whole chicken <laughs> yeah. to, to make it, but I don't have issue with boxed yeah, stock. Either. Boxed um, stock. So let's talk a little bit. I think we should talk a little bit about health and well-being outside of food and working out. Do you think we have time for that? Sure. A few yeah, minutes? a little bit. Um, so you, this is something that we've actually talked about briefly in a previous episode, but I'm going to bring it back up anyway. And that is um, just the post you wrote about self-care is more than bubble baths and pedicures, which the title says it all. Yeah. Um, but I think having, um, putting a priority on getting ourselves checked out mm-hmm. physically, mentally, um, womanly wise, yeah. um, is something that is easy to get put off. It's easy to go to the bottom of the to-do list and, yeah. you know, there's some pretty like deep psychological issues in there in valuing, you know, our own maintenance health wise. Um, but I think the new year is not a bad time to reflect on. Would it's you? not. And um, unfortunately, it is the time of year when all of our deductibles have just reset. Right. <laughs> but that's okay. Just, you know, just burn through it so that you can, uh, isn't that funny? The way I look at yeah. it is like, just burn through that deductible so that all the medical care for that is for free. Right. But I, I do think of this as being as a, a good time to make appointments. Yeah, that post was about when um, I had an abnormal pap smear, which I was pregnant, and then I had a follow-up and it was fine. And then I just kind of let life go by for three years and didn't get a follow-up. And that's for healthy people who haven't had a negative. Now that's what they're saying you should do is just yes. every three years. Yeah. But I didn't really fall into that category. And I still let, I just let it go because nobody was calling me from my doctor's office, hassling right. me right. to do it. And I just didn't go back. And when I did go back, um, I had had some like cervical dysplasia that was advanced to the point where it was like real cancer. Like I didn't have mm-hmm. to have chemo or anything, but it was like, we got to get this out. So I had a hysterectomy yeah. and I, that was a real wake up call because I thought it didn't, the, that those three years went by in the a flash. Mm-hmm. And up until then I'd been getting most of my medical care during my pregnancies and they're, they're pretty thorough. You get a lot yeah. of, you know, checking and prodding yeah. and work like workups blood and tests, people are blood work, blood work and, and, and people are touching your glands all the time. And I mean, a lot is like paid attention. You get a lot of attention and care when you're pregnant or just immediately postpartum. But then when you stop having babies, it just goes away. And I was relying on that for so long. And then it, you know, it just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Now it could have happened anyway. I mean, it, it's not like I'm saying 
this surgery wouldn't have happened had I, right. had I gone in for a mid, you know, midtime right. um, pap. But I could have also easily let it go another year or two. I mean, the right. only reason I went in was like one day I realized Clara was three and that I hadn't had a follow up. And I was like, oh, that's been a while. I might as well do it. It wasn't like there was no urgency or sense right. of intensity about it at all. And I was very surprised to find out that it had advanced that quickly. Probably had just been right. missed in the follow-up right. path that was right. <clears throat> normal. Right. And actually sometimes, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the act of giving birth actually sloughs off mm. cells. Some, mm-hmm. I read this somewhere and it's been confirmed. I haven't like, you know, this could be completely false, but I read that that sloughs off cells. So sometimes, you know, now you're at the, you're at the healthy skin or at the right. healthy cells, but that doesn't mean there wasn't an underlying right. problem. Right. So right. anyway, long story short, um, I feel fine, and I'm actually really glad now that I don't have periods. But I wouldn't like advise people to <laughs> Wait get long. a hysterectomy yeah. just because I don't want to have periods anymore. Yeah. Um, unless they're really terrible. But th- I guess the whole point is just that's just one of those things that could easily fall through. The one that I'm looking at right now, I just realized, and again, your body is he- like a huge system, right? And you've got all these different things going on. I've always just gone to a regular, you know, I'm um, nearsighted, so I've always just gone to a regular optometrist, Mm -hmm. like the quickie one down the road where I can just get in and out with my contacts in one day. And when I was at, and this particular one that I go to doesn't really do all the work up, which has always annoyed me. Like you go to, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those opticians, you want to get in and out. They're doing all these tests and stuff. But I just happened to not be in my little town where the place I like to go is. And I went to just one in the mall, like a lens crafters or something. Mm -hmm. And they did, they do the the glaucoma test. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, you've got, you know, it looks like one of your optical nerves is kind of enlarged. Do you have a family history of glaucoma? And I said, well, yeah, my grandma had it. She's like, okay, I mean, it's not an emergency or anything, but you should get in and see an ophthalmologist. Right. um, Just to get a baseline. And I promptly forgot about it. And it's been, I just realized the other day, it's been like five years. And the reason I remember that is I remember what I was doing that day. Yeah. But otherwise I wouldn't. It just like slipped, you know? So now I need to do that. Like that's something I'm getting older. That's something I need to take care of, whether or not it's a problem today or probably won't be today or tomorrow or in 10 years, it needs to right. be on my radar. Right. So anyway, I just blabbed about my health for now. Everyone knows oh. about my, about my faulty eyeballs and uterus. <laughs> uterus. <laughs> um, no, I think it is really good to share those stories. Not as like a warning, but right. um, the, the simplest things are what keep those appointments from happening. Like just right. not thinking to make the phone call. I mean, the simplest logistical detail is I have a hard time making detailed phone calls with a loud, wild toddler. And I only have an hour and a half where she's sleeping a day and I have other things I go to right away then. So for me, it's like so dumb, but just the logistic, because usually when you make those phone calls, they need to take a lot of information over the phone. You're giving your insurance information. You kind of have to be able to focus. You feel Yeah, your insurance. It's like, where's my insurance card? It's in my purse. My purse is on the other side of the house. You know, like just dumb. You're right. Such dumb little things get in the way. from a self-care perspective, if we're treating that the same way we would treat, you know, taking like going to the gym or eating healthy, it, it doesn't seem to have the more immediate return of you feel really good because you ate a kale salad or you just got out of your yoga class. Right. Because the first step is making that appointment, which is logistically difficult and offers no real return. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no and then, ha- you know, and then most of the time you go in and the doctor and you sit in the office for three hours and then absolutely nothing is wrong with you and everything's fine. And you're like, bleh. You know, yeah. and then you have a bill, <laughs> but <laughs> it still needs to happen. And that's something that definitely now that I'm like, you know, approaching 40, right. I just feel like the years I can kind of get away with not 
paying attention to those things are mm-hmm. about over now. And and this is where, you know, this is where the age becomes where there's going to be additional things that are required, like not required, right. but recommended at certain ages. And I just right. need to be in the routine of thinking about those things. Yeah. Even if the things I'm doing right now really aren't moving the needle in any way or right. like diagnosing anything or whatever, right. they're just part of, they're just, just getting me a routine. Yeah. It's a practice, just yeah. like doing yoga. And it doesn't yeah. take any longer than right. exercising every day or eating well. Right. Um, it's just a different mindset, I think. Yeah. So. Well, I think, and nope, like you're not alone out there if you've put off some of those appointments. I think yeah. then we carry around some guilt about that. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. My teeth cleaned in five years or whatever. Right. Just no one cares. No just one cares. It. Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like going, like going into the manly weight room. Just yeah. like no one cares. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, so I thought we could kind of finish up on uh, maybe a more like uh, – self-care as like enjoying this motherhood experience or what, like what things make you feel really good. We've talked in our routine episode about like morning, like having time in the morning to read, or maybe it's like getting back into like a weekly time with friends. I don't, I don't know if you have any specific resolutions, but I know you've talked before about things that just, just kind of fill your cup beyond motherhood. Cause I think this is a good time of year to think about those things and just what makes you feel good, you know, beyond the daily routine. And some of that might be yoga or eating healthy, but I think sometimes it's like something more spiritual or something community driven. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? You know, right now, um, right now, I think if there was one thing that I, it's kind of on my mind, it's reading more. And I know it's such a cliche thing and you would think I read all the time, but I don't, I actually have a Kindle by my bed, but the problem is at night, I'm so tired that when I start to read, I fall asleep within five minutes. So I can't really make any headway (laughs) in any books. And over the holiday, everyone, including my husband, who never was a reader until he discovered audiobooks, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, are sitting there talking about what they're reading and all their favorite books. And I just kind of felt like I was out of, like that was a big part of my life for so long. And then someone said, oh, Megan, what are you reading? I'm like, uh, I'm still working on the same Outlander novel. I've already read four times. But the reason I'm reading it again is because I can fall asleep during while I'm reading it. And I don't care. Like, I don't feel like I missed out because I already, yeah, Yeah. it's comfort reading. I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, this is not, you know, um, it's no stress. But I feel like what I need to do is set aside time during the day that's not in bed, that's Mm -hmm. not with the lights out to, to really read. Yeah. So, and maybe it doesn't always have to be a book. It could also be interesting articles and stuff, which sometimes yeah. grab me more than novels. I agree. I'm really picky about fiction, which I know you've talked about. Yeah. So. And I, I read almost exclusively nonfiction, but I was the same way. And I've talked about it on the podcast is I, I mean, I was like an English lit major who didn't really read books for like 10 years. Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, everyone thought of me as this like writerly literary person. I really almost was never reading sometimes on a vacation or something. And now because I'm getting up earlier, I'm reading a little bit every day and it is great. It does yeah. feel really, really good. And it like everything else, like going to yoga, it makes you want to read more like right. reading begets reading yeah absolutely um, but yeah reading sleeping, sleeping sleeping is another like self-care thing that feels really good and mm-hmm. you deserve it yeah. um but yeah I would say for me like I've really just been trying to cultivate friendships and community and you know do like actually get together with people in the real world not just say so yeah and you know I'm planning a little I want to have a sleepover with some of my high school girlfriends for my 36th birthday (laughs) which I'm working on (laughs) which is just like indulgent right like I just want to have a sleepover with my 16 year old I've actually been talking about doing that with my high school girlfriends which is so interesting yeah yeah it's just like a hankering for that you know that time that was a little bit 
simpler or something. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm working on in that area. But I think whatever it is for you that you want to get back to, that's maybe outside of the daily grind, this is a good time of year to do it. Like yeah. book a ticket to go see your girlfriends or, you know, find, take the steps that make things happen, you know, a month from now or six months from now while we have this new year momentum, I guess. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't want to like, I'm not even sure if this book can still be downloaded anymore. <laughs> Beyond baby. But I don't you feel like there was something in there about that? Like, yeah. just yeah. Um, I think it's still available we'll on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, the ebook that I wrote mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. Gosh, I mean, thank you for keeping my brain together for me, Sarah. <laughs> um, had like those kinds of things worked in and it's like a 40 week yeah. program that you can kind of go through. And a few of the th- things were like that, like just yeah. take today to book that ticket, take today yeah. to make that call, make that appointment, whatever it is, or whether like or not continuing education. I mean, that's yes. another great thing, like professional development or personal development, you know, yeah. all of those things. I think we can use the new year energy to do things that will pay us back in May, June, July, you know, like Absolutely. whatever. So yeah, it doesn't have to be going to the gym tomorrow it can just be planting the seeds. Yep. Absolutely. Even if it's just going to the gym and then standing around and leaving. (laughs) Actually, while I'm on the treadmill, not working very hard. A lot of times I get good ideas for stuff like that, or it's something Mm -hmm. about, you know, those little like adrenaline or whatever else is going. I like, I get ideas either creatively or about other things. So I mean, I also used, I also for a long time was using um, treadmill time as a time or elliptical time as a time to like, like to listen to new music. Yeah. So that was kind of a way to tap into another part of my life that had been kind of, that had been kind of missing or went downhill after I had kids was just listening to music. And, and I find that, you know, when you've got nothing else you can possibly do, right. Right. You're stuck on a machine or whatever, or walking outside even, although I, I kind of like to just listen to the sounds of outside when I'm walking outside, but, um, exercising, I feel like is a really good time to kind of delve into new music. So it's another way to look at it. Yep. Be kind of fun. Agreed. All right. Well, well should I we think wrap we it up? Wrap right. this up. This episode will be at themomhour.com um, and we'll link to things we talked about. And um, this is episode 33. You can leave us a comment there to say hello, or you can also email us at hello at themomhour.com. We love hearing from you. I'm especially curious if you're new to this podcast and we have gotten a couple of new listener emails lately. Just say hello. Let us know who you are and why you're listening and what else you'd like to hear about. We love hearing from you. We love hearing from you. And everybody who's been along from the beginning, we still appreciate you too. Um, You're our favorites. You're our But the new people have the ability to become almost our favorites. Yes. Or our new favorites. So. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, happy new year. We will be back next week with more. See you next week. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. 
That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. 